everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership. And let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS. Join Myra, Jeff with a G, Dr. Sam, Jeffrey, and me, Jeff with a J, as we work to debunk those leadership myths. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the No More Leadership BS podcast. I am here today with the rest of the No BS gang, Jeffrey Geyer, Jeff Conroy, and Giad McLaughlin, along with Dr. Sam. We are rejoining Mr. Lee Cockrell today as he takes us on his journey from being fresh out of the service and sharing an apartment with three other guys to one of the top leadership positions in the Disney world. So let's drop in and see what he has to say. All of us need to figure out which gate's keeping us in. That's really interesting concept. I'm just reading this morning that... We believe things because we've been told them or because we experience them. And the answer to that is get more experiences. And your parents told you these things when you were five and three and two, and nobody trusts anybody more than they trust the parents. And so my mother said, that must be true. No. (laughs) You need some software up there. Parents aren't telling them anything. They're getting it all off, you know, social media. That's even worse. That's why you got to get into a new environment, get away from yeah. an environment that's like that. It's just it's under your control. That's under your control. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't care what job you have to take. Go to New York, you'll find something. You'll be all right. You'll find three roommates. You'll be able to survive. But you'll get an education that you'll never get back in the village. Yep. Mm-hmm. The only way to survive is with three roommates in a 400 square foot flat. Right, one bedroom. <laughs> like we're taking rotations, people. We're taking rotations. <laughs> That's five thousand a month. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Another hey. life lesson. Uh, you'll find. Hey, I went. To, I left when I got out. I got to Washington. I didn't have nothing. Uh, we took even. We actually confiscated extra K rations when we left, which is probably a federal offense. And we <laughs> ate those for two weeks, and then we. Got a job and, you know, went three, three guys. We got a place together and uh, it worked out. You can get three different jobs. You want, there's jobs out there. If you want to make money, you can make money. Oh, yeah. It may not be the money that you want to tell all your classmates about the job. <laughs> and the first job doesn't even matter. And I told my son, I said, I don't care. Start at the bottom. And he started in parking cars. And most of the parents are the problem because they don't want their little to tell their neighbors their daughter's a hostess in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And okay, so I tell people basically, don't listen to your parents. They'll lead you the wrong way because they want. I always wanted a business card so I could give it to my grandmother. It's we, we you know, experience is the name of the game, baby. Let me tell you, nobody can take that away from you, yeah. and it's not theory. It's not theory. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a big story for people. 
And that's why we got a problem right now. Some people are getting very limited where they get their knowledge. Mm-hmm. They just don't know. I tell you this uh, bill that just passed Congress, there's a bunch of people who are never even going to know what's in that bill. Yeah. You got, you're not going to know because you don't get, you won't know that this would take care of your dental and this would take, I mean, the people who are going to vote against this are the people who are getting screwed every day. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. And kindergarten for kids, what's wrong with that? 50% of the people in the U.S. are illiterate, but they're functionally illiterate. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty scary. Yeah. And I think we ought to go for education. That's pretty, probably a good start. That's very important. And then I think people healthy is another good start. Yeah. You know, Mm. and I happen to have Medicare and all that. I can afford it. But can you imagine people out there can't go to the doctor and they die? Yeah. For preventable things. I don't care what it costs. Yeah. You know, you'll run up your credit card, by the way, to take care of your kids eating and you'll get three jobs and you'll to get their health care. You'll do what you got to do. And Mm. we need to do that for people. And, uh, Mm. It's a shame that we have people that are dying with this insulin cost. I can't even imagine. Come on. What is wrong with us? That's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. 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 If it was your kid, would you like to pay $600 a month for insulin? Yeah. You know? That's probably. It might be yours. Right. It might be you tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Right. This is a, it's dangerous, but unless you can get the information out there to people, you you can't reach them. You can't reach them. You stay in the village, you're not going to learn what's going on. The village newspaper is probably slant. That's the interesting because we, with our massive ability to access so much information, we are information rich, but wisdom poor. And it's just, yeah. where do you get your information? You only, if you only look at one lo- source of information, like what, there's a whole, there's 25 other sources, man. You got to check things out. And it's seeing the perspectives of other people and having the experiences of different opinions and different thought processes. That's how critical thinking takes place is having a exactly. wide variety of input right. and then exactly. you figure it out. Yeah. You know, it's not like one thing. That's not critical. Come on. Uh, yeah. yeah. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> All right. And to me, that speaks to your very description of having that diverse experience where you have a whole bunch of people you never met before. If you just show up and put your blinders on and don't really get engaged, nothing changes. We have to take it all in. I had a leadership role here, all the feedback and all the opportunity for positive change. It's all right there. Yeah. And if you don't have time to go out and meet people or to travel to Europe or Mexico or somewhere, at least go to a Mexican restaurant tonight yeah. and tell the people to say hello to them. It's like I went, when I was 20, I went to a Mexican wedding in Washington, D.C. I woke up three days later. I think I had three hangovers in two days. That was fabulous. It was great. Yeah, and my wife. She would grow up in Washington. She used to go to the Iranian embassy for parties and the embassies, and mm-hmm. you know, you meet these people. They're young, they're doing their thing, and yeah, just all of us. Yeah, I said I meet baby parents all over the world. They all have strollers, babies, and they love them. That's yeah. how you got to remember. Right, weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you guys love your kids? That's oh, okay, gotcha. So weird. <laughs> You know, and and that's one of the things, I'm lucky enough to have a wife that, you know, she and I believe in the same things as long as I believe in what she does. And, (laughs) but when I worked for the Boy Scouts in Portland, Oregon, we would have employees from all over the country because they would, there's a natural, there's a national pot where everybody's application goes into. And when a council needs somebody, they just draw out of the pot. So we had employees from DC, the South, New York, everywhere. 
And so what my wife and I were doing was these people weren't able to go home for Thanksgiving. So we'd have them over at our house and we would, and, and my kids were what? Four and two at the time, my girls. And we would always say, bring your favorite dish to Thanksgiving. And it, it was great. It was awesome. It was like the UN sitting around the table. And we always told our kids, and I said this before, we've always told our kids, if you get good grades, you can go to any college you want, be anything you want, and live anywhere you want. And our kids took us up on it because they live in Valdez, Alaska, Seattle, Washington, Alaska. Yeah, I agree with the, the experience thing because we always traveled. We always did Disney and Disney World. The people that go to Disney World are a lot different than the ones that go to Disneyland. We've been to Hawaii. We've been uh, to Seattle, San Francisco, San Diego. I mean, we've been, it's, it's the experience thing. And I 100% agree. You got to get out and experience life. I have friends that have never left Coeur d'Alene. You can think about this. If your <clears throat> parents were racist or bigoted, it's uh, their grandparents' fault. If your parents were, if you're bigoted or racist, it's your parents' fault. If your kids, it's your fault. You either grow out of it, get out of it, learn about it, or you keep passing it down. Yeah. And that's what happens. It becomes generational. Alcoholism, abuse, all these things just flow downhill through families. Yeah. And you believe what you live. Yeah. But you got to, but you got to realize it. You got to have that (laughs) self-awareness. One thing you can't forget, and I know Sam can talk to this as well, is when I moved out to the Midwest in 83, it took me five years to acclimate to the, just to the different culture that's here. Uh, It was five years before I felt like I need to go home and I need to go home quick. Where'd you you move from? From Washington, Indiana. My my husband (laughs) worked in the nuclear power industry and they closed down all of the nuclear power plants there in in the Tri-Cities area. Oh, Hanford. Yeah, Hanford. So we had to find another source of income in that eight, led, us, led us to Indiana. In 83, I wasn't even born yet. So. I'm, speaking <laughs> to the nuclear, I'm, I'm speaking to the Nuclear Regulatory Agency in Dallas in December. Oh, very cool. And they called me back once about the contact or something. She said, this nuclear, nuclear regulatory association or agency. I said, really? Is there a problem? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's saying you're nuclear. Can can I help you? (laughs) Talk about an industry where you want really clear standards. (laughs) Very (laughs) really matters when you're talking about that button. Is the button or not? (laughs) (laughs) If it's a maybe, it's a no. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. That's a hand dryer, sir, but push me. There is no, let me think about it there is no Uh in that one but my point was the culture varies um Uh tremendously and until you experience that you can't appreciate it and it's Uh highly connected to religion yes oh especially in the midwest yeah it is is very definitely and but they don't move around a lot in the more, more rural areas here when they have a family reunion they come from the county And when we had a family reunion out in Washington, they came up from all over the United States. Right. So it it was a blending of cultures and family that made it such a rich experience. But that was, I remember people are very friendly in Indiana. They speak to you, they acknowledge you, and then you run up against the wall because they're very church and family concentric. That's their social (laughs) circle. Yeah. Uh, that's why I had to find these guys for friends. I'm just telling you what I'm doing here. 
That's sad. <laughs> so one of the things that I was invited to was one of Lee's mastermind programs in Orlando. And it was right after I started to venture out on my own. And I'll be straight up honest with you. What it was is that you showed up and there was, I'm going to say 12 people around the table and they were all different backgrounds, different experiences. And Lee sat at the head of the table and they got us started off. And, but we were, he, he sent out before we left, come up with a, a problem that you're dealing with and let the, let the group solve it, talk to you about it. And it really was that teacher moment. If you want to see Lee be the teacher in his natural environment, that was it. He had these 12 people for a whole day from eight to five. I was exhausted, brought up my problem. I had four or five pages of notes from this group and he, he, Lee surrounds himself with, with great people. And I was blessed to be in that, at that table. And that's where I met Carol Quinn and Mike Simmons and some other great people. And uh, it was exceptional so much so that to, to, to this day, I still keep in contact with half that class. I was just with, right. talking to Mike Simmons yesterday. So uh, Lee's got an eye and it, it's really very, it's impressive to watch the people that he's got around him. Uh, Jody Mayberry has become a really good friend. It's just, he's good at what he does, man. I'm just. I'm good at getting good people. Then I just sit back. Yeah. Yeah. I keep the money, but I sit back. There's a saying that uh, your employees and your customers know everything you need to know. If you get a group of people around, they know. You, they'll solve your problem. It's it's fun to watch it. When yeah. people go, oh, I never heard, thought of that. I never heard of that. Yeah. Wow, well, I did that. It worked. And yeah. That is one thing I had to learn is to open, let people know. I don't really know. I spend every day. I love Google because I look up things I don't know anything about and instantly. And I used to not, not know anything about them and I didn't look them up. So tomorrow I still didn't know anything about it. <laughs> and now it just takes a couple of seconds to look up a definition. And I'm trying to f understand exactly what metaverse means. Big big Spider-Man, Dr. Strange. Yeah. I was going. And I'm trying to make sure, uh, okay, the cloud, what are all the ups and downs of mm -hmm. big organizations moving to the cloud? About 60% fail when they try to go there. And it's usually a leadership issue, not a technical issue. Mm -hmm. And it just, when, yeah, 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 I'll be meeting with somebody for coffee and they'll say something like, I don't even know what they're talking about, but tomorrow I will. Right. <laughs> and I think being curious, it, it's just, uh, it's, I might, it is incredible how much we don't know. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Very much so. How much we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I knew everything and I don't know anything. Yeah. I'll hear about a country on the news and I didn't even know it was a country. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and then I look yeah. it up and 5 million people live there. I'm going, what is yeah. this? Yeah. I would say. So this is what we got to drive into our kids too. You yeah. got it in your fingertips. It's in your pocket. Pick it up and don't let it get away from you. Yeah. There's Definitions of words. So why did they use that word? Uh, Oh, uh, curiosity. What does it mean? And then a lot of people write stuff that you got to just look up everything because I don't understand half the words they use. <laughs> Literally, you read some stuff on the internet. Read about uh, astrology and what they're learning about the universe. I read that. I don't know one ten percent of the words. What? <laughs> you know, <laughs> complicated. Yeah. Yeah. So Lee, if it, short of attending one of your masterminds or sitting at your feet, how can people <laughs> best 
pick your brain and emulate it. And I'm going to guess it's by your books because you put your life and your and all your tips and tricks and philosophies into your books. Is that the cheapest way is to listen to the podcast. There's almost 400 episodes. They're 15 minutes only on every subject you could imagine. Okay. I've been doing it for seven years. It's called Creating Disney Magic. It costs nothing. The second way is my book. The third way, and the best way, if you really want to learn a lot, is send me a check. And then we, <laughs> we will talk. You'll get a direct injection of whatever your problem And it can be your kids. It can be your wife. It can be anything you want to talk about. Okay. But the masterminds are for some people that really want to get into it and, and they want to do it as a write off because they're going to come to Orlando uh, in January. <laughs> they live in some god awful place like Indiana. <laughs> and they're going to meet people that are different colors and stuff like that. <laughs> Every side, no reason. It's just right. Yeah. And then we're going to go on the wheel and we're going to have some fun. <laughs> And uh, they're going to take a tax write off for that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, you, stuff's free. It's go to my website, leecocker.com. There's the whole podcast going back to 08 and blog started. There's great information on there. And actually, we're taking those now and we're going to capitalize on turning them into content because, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I would really say listen to the podcast and you'll learn something in 15 minutes. That maybe you knew or you didn't know. You can do it on the way to work. You can do it and just uh, whatever you want. And they're pretty powerful. We get customer listener questions and we answer those every week. How do you, what's the best way to deal with my boss who doesn't do this and that and that? Mm -hmm. We've given a lot of encouragement to people to leave their jobs and move on. And they write back and say, thanks so giving me that encouragement, man. I left and life's better than it's ever been. So we'll we'll be sharing and. And, and hook up your your um your blog into our show notes for our listeners okay. that are interested in in um, yeah. finding out more about you. And what'd you say your credit card number was? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to be down there the week after Thanksgiving. I'll oh have my to God! Do you? We'll do a mini one. <laughs> mini mastermind. Mini mastermind. And if you got twenty year old grandkids, we we need, we can fix them too. So. <laughs> I have grandkids that are 26, 23, and 21. So I'm an expert. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You have Venmo on your phone. I do. <laughs> hey, you're a good grandparent. I'm, I'm glad you know what Venmo is. <laughs> one, one of the things that Lee's done when he talks about, you know, a lot of his stuff is free is I know he's taken some of a lot of his content and created creating magic for nurses and creating magic for teachers. And he creates lesson plans. He's given me lesson plans. When I told him I created Vinny University, he, want, he gave me a lesson plan. And the other one was time management magic. He gave me worksheets that I still use today. I'm sure you've never heard that before, but I still use today of planning my week and planning my days. And he just gave it to me. Yeah. By the way, that planning document is on the website. It's free. You can download it. He's incredibly morning magic planner. He's incredibly generous with 20 or 25,000 people download that thing and it works. It does work. What should I be doing today? Well, and I use it in my, in the consulting work. I, 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 Everyone's got a different way of doing time management and I've done the Eisenhower, you know, and I've done it all, but it always comes down to time management magic. And that's probably the most popular one that I share with other people. Lee is incredibly generous with his time. My favorite story is he calls me at six in the morning on a Saturday and I go, Mr. Cockrell. And he goes, what are you doing? I go, 
sleeping? <laughs> she goes, oh, it's nine o'clock here. I've already had coffee. Let Sleep. me tell you, I was in France and a friend of mine called me to wish me a happy birthday at three in the morning <laughs> because they got mixed up on the time and we laughed and I put it in my day timer, my day planner. The following year, I called them at three in the morning. <laughs> so I get even. <laughs> I did not. You can do good things with your day planner or you can do bad things. And, and Lee's got, you use the day daytime or, or day runner? Day timer. He said, and by the way, they're going out of business next year because everybody's going to technology, but I'm going to have to find another paper because I need them both. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I, I was a Franklin Covey guy. Yeah, Forever. that's good too. They're Franklin great. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. That was always good stuff. Lee, I appreciate you taking your time with this. This is always fun and it's always good to catch up with you. And sure. I just, I enjoy talking to you and I wanted to introduce you to my friends and I'm sorry if they've offended you in any way, shape or form. <laughs> that's our special uh, gift. That's right. <laughs> just uh, keep a good, a close eye on those Indiana people. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. If somebody wanted to get in touch with you, how would they get in touch with you? They would go to my website where my phone number, address, my email's there. Lee at LeeCockrell.com is my email. My phone number is 407-908-2118. I answer my phone. People said, why? I said, because I book more business when I answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and today, if you don't answer your phone, people just call the next person. Yep. There's a million things. Everything's yep. a commodity. They need a speaker next week. But if they call me, I'm ready. If they, I, I just had a situation, the perfect example. I needed to get my roof clean and mold and stuff. I called two companies. One guy, one answered the phone. It was, didn't answer. He said, hi, we're nobody here right now. We'll call you back. Leave your name, blah, blah, blah. I did. I called the other one. He answered his phone on a roof he was cleaning. Then he went on the internet and looked at my roof to see how many square feet it was. And then he sent me a proposal while he was still on the roof where I could actually sign it. The, and then he, the hour, this all took an hour. He gave me the time. They'd be here on the 21st of October at eight o'clock. And they arrived at two minutes to eight. And they did the work and it was $1,600. And the other guy has, was still sending me emails saying, are you still <laughs> interested in getting your roof clean? People have got, you've got to quit using technology when it doesn't work. It's, yes. It really gives you a bad uh, reputation. Answer mm -hmm. the phone. The people listening to this, don't miss that. That is no BS leadership right, right there. there. That's right. right. Answer the, the call. Guy that knows. I have people <laughs> call me. I answer the phone sometimes. I said, just what I say, what can I do for you? They say nothing. I just wanted to see if you really answered your phone. Yeah, his phone number is published. It's it's in creating magic. He has his phone number in the book. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But it is, it gives you a big advantage because people always say, wow, this is going to go. One lady told me it takes her too much to get a contract out of a speaker. Yeah. Said, when can I get yours? And I said, I don't know, 15 minutes, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send you one right now. Here you yeah. go. What's your email? Yeah. yeah. Close the gap, maybe. Nail it down. Yeah. <laughs> and if you, people, because the internet, you can it. go to a million people to get a speaker. Yeah. Yep. And if you email him, he does respond. You do turn into a 16 year old girl and you fangirl a little bit. Oh, but, uh, yeah. right. yeah. It does happen. And Priscilla yells at me for being on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I shout at her, you do know who I am? <laughs> the the legend. And it takes out the garbage. The legend. <laughs> the legend. <laughs> I answer my phone when I want to. <laughs> and then I. And slam the window. Yeah. Right. <laughs> take well, out the garbage and do the laundry. I'm a big deal. Don't. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm a big deal you aren't. Yeah, I think Lee said that once. When you, when you think you're a big deal, you're not. Thank you. And those of you that are listening, if you want to ask us any questions, contact us, contact us at askus at leadershipbs.co. Lee, you are a great friend and I appreciate you being here. And I'll talk to you soon. You guys take care. All right. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS Podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. That's askus at leadershipbs.co. If we use your email questions or comments, you will win a DISC behavioral assessment and debrief with one of our highly trained podcast teammates. And last but not least, don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much and tune in next time. We'll see you then.